Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 335. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Greetings. Greetings. How are you? I'm all right. No salutations today? No. Not your thing? No, fuck you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and in our ever-rotating third chair, the one and only, my Italian meatball, the birthday boy, Brian Altano. Brett! Thank you. How Thank old you. are you? How I'm, old are you? I'm 33 today. Well, we're happy to give you this birthday gift of an appearance on podcast. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, happy birthday. I just cracked. What the hell? How old are you? Was <laughs> 13? Bo- Bobby Brady? Or was you're it like, Peter, you're a Peter Brady. It was how Peter old are you really? You're like 42, yeah, right? Yeah. You're <laughs> I was born in uh, 1971. Uh, <laughs> you got that uh, Atari on the 2600 the day it hit stores. Why are you looking at your phone that way? Coleco. I was just watching, seeing if anything happened with the Jets. But I'm not. Why are you doing it like this? Like you have, like you, you're doing it like with a claw, one handed. I got the. Uh, it's carpal a good tunnel move, syndrome. I guess. You got that carpal. Yeah, it's your, this is my favorite. Ninety-year-old uh, woman masquerading as PlayStation fans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is IGN's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. We call it Podcast Beyond. Every Tuesday, usually, it goes up as an MP3, and then Wednesday is a video. Today we're we're a day off because I took a day off. It's fine. Yeah, you're no, allowed no, to do that. Nobody knows. Yeah, I know. Tell the kids on the internet. What do you mean nobody knows? <laughs> no, I there's a huge paper trail. When I thought you I said everybody knows. Oh, everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you can't. There's nothing you do in secrecy anymore. No, you, you tweet. You tweet about your video game vacation seven thousand yeah. times. Well, that was a Twitch a thing. But yeah, I'll show you how to unfollow people. I, I, I briefly, I briefly thought about blocking you. Because you did, said something else snarky, and I'm like, don't go down this road, Colin. you got to come back to us. You, I said, you, were, nice you, were, you were mad because I said uh, I was hoping you could tweet that out one more time, and I got retweeted <laughs> like a hundred times. No, no, no. And then you tweeted again, and I said, yeah, Jesus. Well, that true. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, that was when somebody, <laughs> someone told me in the chat room on Twitch that that was happening, that it was mm-hmm. automatically tweeting for me. And then I was like, oh, everybody go tell Colin that I'm live streaming right now. <laughs> It's fun, the internet world we live in. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Good job. I never understood the some. Oh, it's because it, there was for a while there was an argument between what we were saying. So we started emphasizing some, and then we just never stopped. This is like, <laughs> this is like Jeff Haynes. I'm talking about like in the original Right, dozen. no, got it. I'm right there with you now. Because I think it was time for some news, but then it used to, so at some point people started saying news, and then they, kids wrote in, and they're like, you're missing the sum. So yeah. we started emphasizing some, like a bunch of jerks. Well, we nailed it. Nailed it this time. It's 15 items on the list. 50 items? 50. Oh, what? No, 50. It's 15. One five. Jesus. Mm, mm. One five. Go easy. I was going to say it in French, but I don't remember how to say 15 in French. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six. Dece. I'll never get there. I'll never. Yeah. There's like duos. Yeah, or that's what uh, you made it farther than me. And I took French for three years in school. Yeah, and I did not know. I you got to what six? Yeah, I could. Yeah. I, Nuf is nine. I could. I could have gone higher. I took. I took French in seventh grade, eighth uh-huh. grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and two years in college. And me too. I can't you know fucking now. count. To me 10. too. Yeah, minus yeah, yeah. two years in college. <laughs> yeah, that was a. It's like a, it sucks, man. The joke. Learning stuff sucks. I can't imagine learning a language as an adult and not having to use. I would stuff. just learn it what I needed and exactly. then I would forget it. That's why week. the system's broken. You know, most <laughs> most, work at all. most kids don't know cursive anymore. They just type, and I don't see a problem with that. I think no. that's great. Just learn to communicate. Cursive was ridiculous. Cursive is so You know what I was thinking about? Remember when you were? I don't know if they still do this in classrooms, but when you were in like the elementary class and they'd have like the letters above the blackboard yeah, yeah. but then like when they were teaching you cursive I don't know if they did this they would block off all of the letters except for the one you were learning and like every day or every two days they would take another like piece of paper off and it would be like the next letter mm, of cursive yeah. for some reason I remember these green 
things above the blackboard with the cursive writing, and they'd all go into each other. I remember that. See, yeah. mine always had it had all the lineup of all the presidents, and you were like, look at these like stoic, manly men. And then yeah. it got to like George Bush Jr., and he was like this, like man, he's yeah. like on the end, just like hey, I, I tricked you. You were not in class when George Bush Jr. He was, was in. On the he thing. was in some schools. Yeah, yeah, not yours. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe maybe George H W. Yeah, yeah, George H W. For sure. Dukakis. Uh, yeah, Dukakis is on there with all the presidents. Did I ever tell you that Al story? Smith. Well, I went to private school growing up, right, in an affluent Chicago suburb, right? So, like, in kindergarten, they, it was when this election was happening, the Dukakis-Bush race, and there was the kindergarten classes split to morning and afternoon sessions. And so they're like, who are you going to vote for? Who would you vote for? And, like, of course, no kid knows anything in kindergarten right. about presidential politics, so you just vote the way your parents did. And so I came in the next day, and there was only two people on the Democrat-Dukakis side, and it was me and some other kid. Wow. Everybody wow, else was, like, landslide Republicans. That yeah. was a bad. That was kindergarten. A, Greg Miller voted for Dukakis. That was yeah. a bad. That was a bad election. You know where you know where Dukakis is now? No. Northeastern University. Oh, nice. Political science professor. Do you talk to him? Ever? No. Have you? No. Are you planning to? No. Are you gonna go back and see him? Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Should get his autograph for me. Failed presidential. <laughs> get, I'm trying get, to collect them all. You get his and uh, <laughs> John Kerry. John Kerry's signature. Walter yep. Mondale. Yep. All right. Number one. Andrew Ryan. We've made it far into the show. <laughs> Andrew Ryan. Paul Ryan. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Ryan. Ryan from Bioshock. <laughs> this is the prequel. We're living the Same prequel thing. to Bioshock. Same thing. Mm. Number one. Number one. Uh, at GDC last week, Sony revealed its much-rumored VR headset. It's called Project Morpheus and is very much like the Oculus Rift. Morpheus will work with PlayStation 4 exclusively, utilizing both the DualShock 4 and PlayStation Move along with the PlayStation camera. A few demos, including Eve Valkyrie, a couple from Sony London, and even the from Square Enix, are or will be available to test. It's not due out in 2014, and it is still a work in progress. We've used it. Uh, yes, we have. We have used it. Did you like it? Yes, I, like I did. It too. That's the same thing as Oculus, right? Exactly. A little more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. That was the one thing. I like Oculus a lot, too, but this Oculus always feels like it's right on my eyeballs. Like, mm -hmm. if I, like I blink and I can feel my eyelash move on it, and this one, it didn't. So. How does it work with you guys? Do you wear glasses? I take mine off. You yeah. can, but it's like... I, I don't want to have the muddled experience. Like, I'm already, a, you know, sure. my, my prescription isn't strong enough where I think it's going to make a big difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The secret of my glasses is my prescription is negative 0.5, negative 0.5, and I don't really need them at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, you just do it to look like well, a actually, smart from big man. Heads. Well, so so here's the thing. I'm just, just an aside. I went to the eye doctor a few years ago. I was a negative one, negative one. So they were like, you know, I need it for distance, right? Like, if I'm in a meeting, I actually do need my glasses, like if yeah. I'm, like, on the far side of the room. But then I went the next year, and it went down to well, my eyes were actually getting better, like 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75. Then the year Carrots. after that, 0. 0.5, yep. 0. 0.5. And they were like, this is unusual, but it happens. They're like, how much mayonnaise do you eat? And they're like, it's the it's the Hellman's <laughs> It's what they call the Hellman's effect. The Hellman's effect. Uh, but so yeah, I don't, I don't actually really need these. I, I wear them mostly because when I go out, they, I have transition lenses, and mm -hmm. I can't actually actually wear not like i can't go outside without them now like i'm like it's like a vampire right. walking into the sun when i'm they outside. make sunglasses too no i don't want those really you yeah, i don't like on. switching them up yeah like that's the big thing this weekend we went out to the park or whatever and it was like ah i'm gonna be out in the sun so i left my real glasses and just took sunglasses yeah but then indoors i was still wearing sunglasses because i like something on my face right i don't want to be the guy with no no face okay you, you can still have a face no april Took a break from hanging out with the turtles and rode into Beyond. She says, Beyond. Beyond. Hey, guys. Beyond. So I was thinking, what if The Last Guardian is being ported to Project oh, Morpheus? Jesus. Maybe that is why it's taking so long. Do you think that would be cool? I think it would be a good way to start Project Morpheus off with a bang. It's a terrible idea, April. No, that's not, the, that's not what's happening. Yeah, what, I mean, this, this happens a lot where uh, people just combine secrets. <laughs> <laughs> they just take things that we don't know a lot of, and then just go, oh, they're all going together. I don't think that's happening. I don't think we're going to see uh, The Last Guardian ever again. I really don't. Ooh. I think we'll see it at E3. 
Really? Ooh. That's been my prediction for four think, years in a row. Yeah. I think it's canceled, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it was probably a, a problematic game and that they saved us all from playing a six. Removing ourselves, e- even from the fact that The Last Guardian is a disaster and a disappointment already. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I don't think it's coming to Project Morpheus is because we had that interview with Shuhei, right? And, of course, Dr. Richard Marks, where we sat down and talked Hold about... Hold on to the Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Not we, that Richard Marks. No, similar, though. I think they're <laughs> brothers. They're twin brothers. Um, we sat down and talked about it, and they talked about the fact that experiences for Project Morpheus need to be built from the ground up. And now, granted, they could have nuked Last Guardian and come back and done it again, but I don't think they did. And even if they did, Project Morpheus is still what? They said, don't think, even think about it for this year, and I don't think about it for next year, really, either. Like, you're a ways out from not having really this. thinking about it much at all. Not at yeah. all? No, no. Not just a little bit. Here and there, here and there. Well, Oculus Rift is, the, is the big word right now. Yeah. Everyone's talking about that. I mean, that's it's a weird it's a weird time, too, because last week they're like, hey, check out this new thing we have. And this week it's like, hey, $2 billion are coming from Facebook into their your largest competitor. So I think it's kind of good. Like, the, the Oculus guys will get all the, you know, the kinks out of the armor. <laughs> It's not chinks, right? No, it is. It, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay, the thing. I stopped it's, saying that. There is. Yes, exactly. You can use that word in a racist way, so it makes it sound very weird to yeah. say it. But yes. Oh, I gotta get There's all these. I gotta the get armor. all these wops out of my shirt. Like, yes. it's like nobody's. <laughs> I'm Italian. Italian. I can say I that. Know. I can say that. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Oh, look where my Mamma mia! Look where my <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I really think they're going to get all that out of the way, and then uh, Project Morpheus is going to be something that, uh, like, Sony's behind it, and Sony's crushing shit right now. Can we say crushing shit? Yeah. Okay. Why couldn't you? Can we say crushing chain? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Only if you say in the armor afterwards. <laughs> I think we're going to crush some chinks in the armor. It'll be good. It'll be good. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't either. <laughs> It's been a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm a half Italian. I ain't offended by that word at go. all. Yeah? No. Nope. I have. You I'm, eat like a full Italian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I eat like two Italians. <laughs> I tweeted out this picture the, the other day of uh, my I dinner. I saw. Yeah, I saw. And I made like these things of chicken cutlets and my, gr- my girlfriend's plate is like a n- normal, normal person's, person's plate. Portions. And then I just have every, it's like a mound of shit on my plate. I'm like, well. Do you have, you have like a full can of vegetables on there oh, too, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got the ones where you put them in the microwave in the bag and it steams it oh, in the bag. Oh, God. <laughs> but then when you open the bag, it like, the steam is like, it's like nuclear steam. Oh, yeah, it's so okay. fucking it's like, a, it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so you can't hot. stand there. Speaking of Italian stuff. <laughs> do we even to... have to do the news? Can we just Last, talk about No, we never do. It's podcast PM. <laughs> Last night, I went to a restaurant here in San Francisco. Okay. Had awesome Italian food. A little, I, What's it called? It's Mazzaria. It's down at 16th Mazzaria. and Guerrero. Okay. Where uh, is it? 16th and Guerrero in the Mission. Oh, okay. They had, I had a nice meatball as an appetizer. I had a margarita pizza. Then we did some gnocchi. It was, everything was fantastic. Right. Here's what I didn't know. I, got, I, I signed up for this uh, howaboutwe.com thing, and it's like a, you, you sign up, and they can give you free deals on dates or whatever. And like right, basically, right. they plan dates, and you get to go on them, and it's awesome. Yeah. So me and Christine are doing that. Uh, we went to this place. We got in. And it turned out, and I thought this was awesome. It's like a deaf. It's it's, it's run by deaf people. Like the whole, there's no music playing. You had, I walked in and I was totally caught off guard because I wasn't expecting it. And uh-huh. they had me like point and then like write out my name for the reservation or whatever. And then sat me and it was like Christine and I were like maybe one of at the time three or four couples that were speaking and everybody else was signing all, all around us. How do you order food with buttons? No, well you could. You, they have p- pads on the p- the table oh. where you can write stuff down. Oh, they don't lip read or anything. It was a it was a prefix me- me- menu, so you could do that. I think just because it's so complicated mm-hmm. ordering food, right? Like if you get like like you'd come in, you'd be like, I want extra mayo, half a bun. <laughs> Nick Scarpino <laughs> would be like, Give me three things of salad, yeah. <laughs> a bowl of carne asada. Wow, that feels like something they should tell you on the way in. 
Or maybe on the sign. I, I, well, it's like, I think if I would have found the restaurant through natural means of mm-hmm. a Yelp or something, it would probably be somewhere. I haven't even looked it up. Maybe that's not even their whole thing. Maybe just the staff of that night was all deaf. But like, Oh, they, yeah, they have a uh, deaf night. Once, yeah. well, once that month. sounds bad. No, it, do- <laughs> it's, it doesn't. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's but interesting. But pizza was really good. If you're looking for great Italian food, you should go there. And then it's also this thing of like, oh, this is neat. Yeah. yeah. I've never been in a quiet Italian restaurant exactly. before. Exactly. That, that's what it was. And like once I figured it out and you're sitting there and like, First off, I'm already incredibly loud. And like yeah. with no one else really talking, I'm even louder. It's like, yeah, all right. Interesting. It's weird that no one talks. In it was cool. Good pizza. Like that. Great. That's, that's what you want to take away from this. Okay. Number two. Number two. Sony revealed that it is significantly underestimated demand for the PlayStation 4's camera. The camera remains, quote, severely supply constrained, end quote, the company revealed, and has an attach rate of 15%, meaning that nearly 900,000 have been sold so far. Sony asked for patience as they refill commercial channels with the product. We've, uh... We've known this for a while based on just anecdotal evidence that it's impossible to find the PlayStation mm-hmm. camera. Um, yeah. And I think they've underestimated how many people uh, want to play the Playroom. Actually, it's no. because they want, to, they want to stream. Yeah, that was a big deal. Shuhei talked about mm-hmm. that in our interview as well. Just the yeah. fact that he knew it was coming, but he couldn't convince the business people mm-hmm. to get on board, and now here we're there. It was interesting, actually, to hear him talk about how they come up with their forecasts. and so mm-hmm. He actually kind of went into it a little bit, which was interesting. Like, the numbers and, and all that. I always find that kind of stuff fascinating. Nerd. Number three. Loser. Number three. <laughs> Don't let them see you cry. <laughs> PlayStation 4 demand continues to be high. Sony revealed that demand will continue to outstrip supply until the summer. Sony's Andrew House noted that the company is quote-unquote struggling to fulfill demand, but is doing the best they can, and that summer seems to be the time when PS4s can be readily purchased by consumers and person and online. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so that's cool. That's, I mean, that's incredible. It that's, is. This is sort of like an original Wii situation here, right? Yeah, it is. And like, I, People get mad at me when I say this, but like Nintendo artificially makes demand by not producing enough product. And this is something that they've done since the NES days. And don't get mad at me and call me a fanboy. It's in Game Over, which is probably the best video game history book right ever, ever made. They they have always built this into the way they market their machines. They always don't build enough of them. They f- make artificial demand so that when you go in the store and see one, you have to buy it. It's very smart. It works for them. It worked on the NES. It worked on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony's demand is not artificial. They can only make so many of them, and they're actually selling through. So it's actually a, a pretty remarkable thing. Um, and to reiterate, you should read Game Over. It was written about 22 years ago. It's available on Kindle now, too. Is it? Yeah. It was a great – and it was updated I, I by Andy it recently. Yeah, it was. Uh, great book. It's it's probably one of the reasons I work in this industry. It's just I, I try to read through it once every few years. Yeah, Super Specs writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says beyond. Beyond. To beyond. Colin, Greg, and the ever-rotating third chair. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. What's up? I've had a PS4 since launch, and while it seems the hardware is a definite improvement, the current crop of games seem to offer little more than slightly prettier versions of games that could have been done on the PS3. I know it's ridiculous, but I actually feel some resentment toward the little black box under my telly and the fact that I have paid 400 pounds for the privilege of buying the same games all over again. Why, did, why did he pay with, with in pounds when uh, when he could have paid in dollars and kept the pounds on on his body <laughs> for a penny for a pound? <laughs> I don't understand that. Um, uh, so yeah. I used to share this uh, same sort of resentment. You were, you were resenting your PS4? No, I mean I loved it, and I I've I put in more time with it than I have uh, your Xbox One. My Xbox One, uh, probably by a, a pretty good margin, but uh, little by little, I started to realize, and we've said this here before, that this generation isn't entirely just about more graphics. 
and better graphics and you know uh, bigger worlds and more playable characters and stuff like that. It's just sort of a lot of it is the Twitch streaming. A lot of it is yeah. the ease of use. A lot of it is that I turn on my PS4 and within two seconds I'm playing a game and I can put it in standby and watch a movie and switch to something else. Uh, I'm really really digging the sort of breadth of indies that are coming to PS4 right mm-hmm. now. Like Steam World Dig just hit. You just uh, Fez. I was playing Fez this morning and I was just like. This is great to be able to do all this stuff here. Um, I, I like that there's cross-buy in a lot of things. That being said, Infamous Second Son absolutely could not have been done on the PS3. Sure. Like that, that, that game would have made a PS3 cry. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. it, I think it looks incredible. I think if you haven't played that yet, that's 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 where to start. If you're looking for something that's like, damn, this is the game that really shows off what the power of right. the system. It's an incremental step up, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Like today I had to turn on the PS3 to download a couple things for my Vita and then just to have for the office. And like just going back to that and the XMB and how slow it is to load your account to get into your download list to take your – it's like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And, but like, yeah, what you're talking about with the PS4 is boom, boom, like a nice background music and everything's done. You know what I mean? See, that's Trophy the thing. Sync, I, it's I, over. Still, I still have like one foot in last gen because uh, like Last of Us oh, DLC sure, yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. South Park came South out. Park, I'm still, yeah. still jumping back and forth here and there. And yeah, you go back in time just to the PS3 and you're like, oh my God. Like, I'm going to put so many more hours into Minecraft when yeah. Minecraft comes to PS4 and Vita. Yeah. Just like, it's yeah. like, because I don't feel like dealing with the PS3's crap right yeah, now. Yeah, I think like the, 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 what is it, the XMB or whatever mm. the hell it is. It's, it's just slow. It's clunky. It's like this trotting dinosaur across the page. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy to move on. So it's one of those things I, I, I mean, I I think he's understandable to feel like, oh, man, why did I buy this? But that's what we, everybody was telling you before you jumped in, right? Like, I was yeah. very clear that I didn't need to spend all this money on an Xbox One and a PS4. These aren't machines you need right now. You rarely ever need a console at launch, I think, personally. Yep. You can wait for price drops. You can wait for bundles. Mm. Yeah. And so and that's the, that's what it came down to. You're tip of the sword, but there's plenty it's coming. It's also, it's been six months? Not even? Not even. Five months? Yeah. Four months? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's give it some time. Like, you jumped in early. We all did. We had to because we love PlayStation. But we love games. Yeah. Oh, Give it some time. My body. I mean, you're going to look at this thing in three years and be like, I can't believe there was even a moment where I was I didn't know what to play. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't had that moment. Um, number four will we'll put his, uh, his mind at ease. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of games. Like, I don't like the differentiation between AAA games, exclusive sure, games, third-party sure. games, and indie games. Now, yes, it's true. PS4 has a woeful lack of announced triple a exclusives there's sure. no doubt about that and like um it's frustrating to me too like i want to know like a lot of these studios are not dormant we just don't know what they're doing and i don't understand why they're keeping so many cards close to their chest but e3 is right around the corner and i'm sure they'll announce a bunch of games there but the indie game like i never understood the mentality of people that are like oh you know fuck indie games and i don't want to play, play indie games. like so you want to spend you like all you want to do is go to the store buy a 60 dollar disc and play a lot of the same kinds of games over again when you can buy six of those at ten dollars each yeah. on PlayStation Network yeah. that are mostly better than yep. a lot of the retail yep. games that you can you know and a game can be long. Rainbow Moon was a, a JRPG that was a hundred hours long and it was fifteen dollars. Yeah. So it's not like you have to like buy, get your hundred dollar JRPG fix by buying Final Fantasy thirteen three or whatever. Sure, no, I I'm, never I'm totally with that. you on that. Games it, are it games actually, are games. Yeah, it really infuriates me sometimes. Like Steam World Dig, one of my favorite games ever made on the 3DS. Fantastic game. It's now on Vita and PS4. And it's 10 bucks. And it's like 10 or 12 hours. And it's like this Metroidvania. And it's awesome. And if I just sat there and I was like, it's got cartoon graphics. That should be free on iPhone. I'd be an idiot missing out on a lot of cool yeah. stuff. So... Like, it's one of those things, you know, I was talking about it before we started the show. Today I missed my bus stop or mm-hmm. my train stop because I was playing Lufrausers on yeah. the Vita or whatever, right? And I know that game's been around, you know what I mean? But I wasn't – I'm not a PC guy, right? I wasn't going to go out and seek it out on those platforms. But when yep. it comes here and it's easy and it's portable, 
right into it. And then it, like, you know, I, I took two days off to play Metal Gear and Titanfall and a bit of detonation with Colin. And this was by far the most engaging, fun. Yeah. Like, I lost myself yeah. in what I was doing. I mean, play Fez, play uh, mm-hmm. Strider, play like these games that yeah, are Strider's cheap awesome. and they're fun and they're right there and they're on the PS4. And yeah, they, it doesn't say. Ubisoft underneath, and we didn't have to look at like three years worth of fake screenshots until we finally played a version yeah. that looked way worse. Yeah, I mean, it's, if these, if all the indie games disappeared tomorrow that are coming to digital platforms, you wouldn't have more AAA games. That's not how it works. Yep. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, like it, there'd yeah, be it's, not. No, if there weren't these indies, there'd be a slew of every yeah, month or every week. I'd have a new AAA. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I don't. I appreciate the AAA. Like uh, Infamous is a AAA game. It took three yep. years to make a studio mm-hmm. of a hundred mm-hmm. people. Like that's a great game. Uh, but the most exciting games to me right now are like Velocity 2X I played last mm, week, which is Velocity mm. Ultra's sequel. That game is fucking superb. Yeah. You know, that's a studio of like six people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm super excited about Shovel Knight, which is from Yacht Club Games. Yeah, it's coming totally. to you. That game looks totally. awesome. It's an 8-bit game with parallax scrolling and all sorts of weird shit in it. And that game is much more exciting to me than The Order. You know, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. No, that's good. So, sure. um, no, I'm with you. So, yeah, I, I think you got to just kind of, if, you, if you're in that mentality, you got to shake out of it because you are missing out on a ton of shit. Yep. Especially on Vita. Uh, but number four, to stem the tide of discontent, Sony released a list of over 100 games that are still coming to PlayStation 4 in 2014. Yay! Uh, the list can be found on IGN and consists mostly of indie games as well as third-party AAA titles and a small handful of exclusives. Um the list is pretty impressive. Did they put release dates on them, or is it just a list it's of like, games that are It's coming? like spring, summer, fall, winter. I didn't get a chance TBA. to look at this. Did, uh, is Minecraft on there? Do you yes. Know? Is it and in TBA. spring? Oh, damn. There's still no... Okay, great. What? There's no... Like a, a defined hard release date where I know I can play that on no, PS4. No, no. I'm more excited about it on Vita. Yeah, uh, me too, but I just want to play more Minecraft. But yeah, I don't... I don't I, there's probably an exclusivity deal that they have to... You know, like mm-hmm. a timed exclusivity deal, obviously, with Xbox. Mm-hmm. Number five. This is a good one. In a strange twist, Bethesda has revealed a special edition of Wolfenstein The New Order that doesn't include the actual game. The collector's edition comes with a statue of Panzerhund, as well as maps, case files, letters, blueprints, 14 vintage style postcards, patches, dog tags, and a steelbook for the game, but not the actual game. Why? Why? I don't know. $100. So that's is not... Is that fucking weird? I mean, that's not even a... What do you even call that? That's not a... Because that's, that's not a collector's edition, right? They call, they call it the collector's edition, yeah. But it's not an addition. No, it's just the collector's. It's a subtraction. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. Should I just thought that, that was funny. That was funny. No, well, no, you can still say it. That's fine. Nobody cares. Number six. Anti-violent video game crusader Leland Yee, a state senator from California representing San Francisco, has been arrested by the FBI and will be charged with corruption and bribery. Yes. Oh. Yee, who made his name uh, name in the gaming industry with the law banning the sale of games to minors, a law which the Supreme Court overturned, was arrested and brought to San Francisco's federal building where he awaits a hearing. Yee is presumed innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Look at the grin on Colin's face. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that uh, this guy has said a ton of terrible shit about gamers. Yep. Um, and the, it's not even a, per, a personal thing, really. What really bothered me about him is that he represents San Francisco, which is the bastion of gaming and technology in California. Yes. So you're not yes. even, you you're, you have the balls to represent a place and you're not even really representing their most important industry, which is fucking tech. Yep. Yeah. You know, so to, to me, that was like, totally, he was totally weird. I, you know, I called all three of his offices today to try to get a comment. No one answered the phone. Um, did you see his door? What? what? The, they uh, they were sh- uh, tweeting police photos. They ripped off the front door of his, really? of his office building <laughs> and then nailed it back up. They went up. <laughs> went into his apartment, ripped off his office building, everything, and took everything. Yeah, I don't – I mean, it, it's sort of like biting the hand that feeds you, right? Like the guy, he operates out of San Francisco, and San Francisco brings in tons of money 
from uh, gaming. Ga- gaming brings in money from all over the world into San Francisco. So uh, we, I, I still don't understand. It, it feels very archaic and very 90s to me that every now and then, like once every year or so, some crazy old man gets up and he's like, you know, video games are shit and they're violent and they're blah, 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 blah. They're like, ruining the minds of these children. Exactly. And it, it's it's so backwards. And I, little by little, like all none of these people ever go on to like take us down. That's never happened. Like, historically, what happens is they prove themselves to be crazy or invaluable or kicked off the fucking board. Like, uh, what's his name? Jack Thompson or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where they're just like, get out of here. <laughs> You're, we don't want you here anymore. You Dr. Wiley-ass, crazy-looking old man. <laughs> get the hell out. Because, I mean, little by little, like, look, we have a rating system and we have parents and we have, we have uh, measures in place to keep children from playing violent games. And that starts there. And at the end, if you want to turn this around and say it's the gaming industry's fault and have politicians blame video gamers and advocates of video games for violence and stuff like that, it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, it's it puts a smile on my face to see things like this happen. Yeah. Because usually it's the people talking shit or corrupt pieces of shit like this dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, that's the great irony is that, you know, things tend to collapse on people – uh, he would, you know, he didn't believe in. He believed in scapegoating with things like, you know, um, what happened in Connecticut at the school shooting and stuff like that, blaming gamers. I'm trying to pull up the, his exact quote uh, that like set me the fuck off mm-hmm. last year when I when I read it or whatever because it wasn't so much. I appreciated that he wanted to presumably protect, ki- you know, children. yeah, like well protect kids from being able to buy games. Like that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. But yeah, we already have like a self. You know, like a law, like we, the gaming industry is, it, it, you know, uh, does its own law. Yeah, self polices yeah, itself right. exactly, um, based on the ESRB and all that kind of stuff, and what happened in the early '90s in Congress. Um, but it's just, it's just weird to me that he has, I guess, the balls and the tenacity to, to you know, say like to kind of take out all their uh, these people scapegoating things on on video games and all these kinds of things, and he's just an asshole and he's just corrupt. And who is he going to fucking scapegoat? Yep, innocent until proven guilty. Where? Let's see if I can find this. Hold on, just one second. Because this Friday quote, night, full time. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing for your birthday? Uh, I'm going out to dinner. Where are you gonna go? I think a nice Mediterranean restaurant. Oh, okay. Which yeah. one? Uh, I don't want to say the name because I don't want a bunch of crazy people showing up. No. Okay. This will go up. Good after point. <laughs> no, it probably won't. It'll, the MP3 will go up before dinner. Yeah. Mm. No, I, tr- I mean, I I trust people, but we're just at that point where somebody will be like, "Hey, uh, that politician you made fun of today, that's my uncle," and then he'll kill me. Wow. You think that's the point we're at? And I'll die at a Mediterranean restaurant and not an Italian restaurant. That's where you want to die. Yeah. Except for that deaf one because people won't hear me get shot. (laughs) They'd see it. They'd call me. (laughs) There's marinara on his shirt again. (laughs) That's a problem for me. Here's the quote. Oh, an ad just uh, came up. Gamers, uh, this was after what happened in, in Newtown, Connecticut. Gamers have got to just quiet down. Gamers have no credibility in this argument. This is about their lust for violence and the industry's lust for money. This is a billion-dollar industry. This is about their self-interest. This is a man who represents San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Not have a fan fun with the FBI. <laughs> Number seven. Layoffs have hit three more Sony-owned studios. Guerrilla Cambridge, the studio behind Killzone Mercenary on Vita, SCE London, the PlayStation Ecosystems casual game studio, and Evolution, the studio known for Motorstorm and currently working on Drive Club, all had staff reductions of an unknown size. We wish the very best to all those affected. Ryan writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. With the recent happenings at Evolution, do you think Drive Club will see a release even within a couple years? With the director leaving the layoffs at Evolution and the news last week about the game going back to the drawing board, do you think we will ever see this title? Yeah, I think we'll see it. Yeah. How far out? 
Far out, man. Far <laughs> out, bro. Uh, I think it'll come out this year. Uh, really? But, yeah, but I don't. I think that this. I think the game's in trouble. I think there's problems with the game. But here's the way I look at it. Just kind of putting things together. They didn't announce the delay of Drive Club until about six weeks before PS4 came out. Yeah, so yeah. like, it seemed like they were gonna hit the date until like really close to that. Like when they realized that they probably had to go to cert or not. You really so, think like, so? Yeah. So like, I, I just I, I, like I don't feel like. I feel like they would have been smart enough to say something earlier than that because it actually made it look worse by announcing it that late. So I think that there's a fundamental problem with a part of the game. Sure. And I don't no, know. and that's what going back yeah. to the drawing board is for. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think that there's a lot involved when it comes to doing something like that. I think there's a lot of shareholders and investors that are sort of just like, this game's been announced, Like, let's not take more wind out of the, the sales of the PS4 right now. The actual sales. The boat, boat sales. Right, 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 right. Which leads to real sales right, right, in stores, right. oh, like selling okay. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot more involved, which is kind of like the sad part of this industry. It's not just like a creative team can bring a game out to us and be like, hey, it's not ready. It's delayed. I think they're probably like, we're going to try and make this work, uh, but we really want to tell the tell people it's delayed right now. And they're like, kind of suffocate that and hold it on for a little bit. Yeah, it could be. That's I don't my know. theory. I think it's weird. I think the one thing that's weird is that there's typically not layoffs at a game at a studio where they're crunching. Um, yeah. So that is weird. Well, let's let's go to number eight, and this might bring some more clarity. Okay. Drive Club's mm-hmm. director has left Evolution Studios to found his own studio called Big Red Switch Games. Carl Rogers left the studio Whoa, in February and Switch. has previous experience at Codemaster Sega and EA. Whether this affects the development of Drive Club remains to be seen. It's awfully close to Knob Switch, which was our game, yeah. our independent game yeah. we were talking about. <laughs> um, so the director left the studio. Yeah. Um, they had layoffs. I, I don't. You're know. thinking I, it's done, or as close to. I being think done. that I just think that there's a fundamental issue with the. Like I, I don't know what it is. I don't have any information. I just feel like there's probably just something about the game that you know. The cars don't. Move. I was the gonna cars. say they got to the end. Like nobody animated the tires. <laughs> <laughs> they put squares there. <laughs> gunk, gunk, gunk. So um, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. Like the layoffs indicate to me that the game might be released soon because sure. maybe they're entering cert. You know, mm-hmm. in which case they don't need the developers anymore, and they and they but they are trying to get everything in before April first when they're. So what does that mean begins. for us that they're pushing out a a six? I don't know. I mean, the game might be awesome. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't know. Evolution's a good studio, right? Sure. Um, and they were given a second lease on life after Motorstorm Apocalypse, which they deserved because Motorstorm Apocalypse was you know screwed Time, over. Yeah, exactly. Time around a natural disaster. Your game about natural disasters, uh, but that, that's yep. a similar thing, right? Where the release date got moved, and then there was no promotion when it came out. It just came out. Which yeah. would be the weird thing here if it's like you already insert in like and they're gonna make an announcement later this month that it's out next month or something and then whoa what the what I don't know about? yeah I don't know if they're gonna try to stealth release it or not we'll see still uh, really where are we here. number nine Seth Killian has left Sony Santa Monica <gasps> he left several months ago but the news just went public the man best known for his long tenure at Capcom is moving on to develop games of his own and said on Twitter to stay tuned for future developments the only game at Sony he was known to intimately work on was PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> Do you do you guys remember the when news when he left Capcom for Sony for yeah. PlayStation? Mm-hmm. We were like this this is I mean for uh, an upcoming fighting game that's pretty much the best news you could possibly get right. right? Um, it, the fact that the game didn't pan out to really have legs for for Sony is something different, but uh, that was huge. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he does next. Like his pedigree is amazing. I don't know how that works to just to me. Uh, I think a lot of people think of fighting games as very simplistic, but they're probably incredibly complicated. Oh my god, they're so complicated. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's something. We'll, we'll have to see the size of his studio to see if like we can expect another fighting game from him. But yeah. it seems like that's his his shit, right? Yeah, totally. Like he's been he doing has that. to be doing fighting game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If he that, comes out with an RTS, I'll stab him. You think so? I'll stab you, Seth Killing. <laughs> 
Number 10, Sony revealed that its free-to-play business is flourishing on both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and that its revenue is up 50% year-over-year, though it didn't give exact figures. Depending on the game, between 3 and 15% of players are converted to paying customers. Numbers are comparable to PC free-to-play gaming on PS3, with the numbers actually trending higher on PlayStation 4. DCUO! I think so, right? Yeah. Is that in, we uh, put an article in, about in how Warframe or whatever? Yeah, they've done well. Warframe. And, they did really well on the yeah. PlayStation 4, Jim. There was an article about that. So, talking to Jens. here's why I like this. Lay it um, on me. I don't feel like this is an issue that gets shoved down my throat a lot as a PlayStation gamer. Like, this is not something that constantly pops up in my face the way it does on uh, mobile games or something, mm. or some somewhere else. I'm playing my PS4 games all the time. When I read this story the other day, I was shocked. I was like, really? Who's doing this? Because I don't see ads all over the place. It's not constantly like, buy this, do that. Maybe I don't lean towards a lot of those games inherently, but I don't think a lot of people that bought all this stuff did either. I think they just downloaded some games on their sure. PS4, started playing it, and they're like, oh, I can get this cool ninja sword well, for that's always the Well, atta- that's always the attachment you rate, we talk about, right? Yeah. And the fact that I talk a lot about DC Universe Online, so then if these this this pie of people go and play it, and then you know a third of them, a fourth of them, a fifth of them play it, then another fifth of those people actually put a dollar down to buy yeah. like you know this green ore or whatever, yeah. and then it's a different story. So I think, I mean, in-game purchases has this uh, very sort of negative, cloudy kind of... Uh, connotation over it and for uh, justifiable causes in most cases i'd say but on uh the playstation 4 ecosystem i don't feel like it's shoved in my face i can still play my games without having to worry about this trash yes Mm, spot on spot on number 11 Ubisoft has confirmed the next Assassin's Creed game after a leak outed it. Assassin's Creed Unity is due out this fall on PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox One and PC. A rumored current-gen version codenamed Comet may also exist, although Ubisoft has yet to comment on that. Mm. Yet to comment on that. Ah, oh, they haven't commented yeah. about the Comet! Ah. There we go. I still have to beat Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. You never will. I know. You I like will. it a lot. Love that game. But I just need to I mean, nut up or shut up on it, I guess. Mm. Keep unlocking them islands. Yeah. Stabbing them whales. See, I liked it. I had fun with the uh, with a lot of the side stuff. I think that... Did you beat it? No. Yeah. No. And I don't see how I ever will. I mean, <laughs> keep it moving, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Too much to play. Too much to do. Yep. I no. love New York Comic Con. Number 12. <laughs> Longtime Sony Santa Monica employee and director of God of War 3, Stig Admison. Asmussen, actually, has officially left Sony Santa Monica. It was presumed that his game was canceled following the layoffs at Sony Santa Monica several weeks ago, and it's unclear whether he left on his own or was laid off himself. Either way, we wish him the best. He's, He's OG guy. as they come at Santa Monica. Um, Stig. He's in an Academy Art commercial. Yes. So he, he's got things yeah, going he's, for him. I'm sure he'll be fun. He'll probably be a professor there. Do you think so? That's no, how it works? Probably not. I don't know. You tell me. If you're, you're in, if you're in a commercial, you become the professor. <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? Ronald McDonald, the professor <laughs> of McDonald's? That was a bad analogy. Yeah. They have they have Hamburger analogy. College. They have they Hamburger do. U. Yeah. Okay. He's probably teaching Crazy there. Party School. Yeah. Number 13. A new update for PlayStation Vita has been released. The firmware raises the number of applications you can have on your home screen from 100 to 500. <gasps> it also adds calendar functionality, parental controls, and voice messaging. Wow. That calendar. I was depressed to see that this morning. I was like, get out of here. What the hell do the I trophies? want this for? Oh, did it just pop up? Yeah. I, I, I went to transfer over Fez, and it was like, hey... You got to update it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Update it. And then I went through my thing, and that is all neat and tidy. And it's like, here's calendar. Oh, like, wow. Drag that into the the folder I call PS crap of stuff I don't want. <laughs> I, I have the same thing yeah. in my Vita. It's just it's a, my junk folder. Yeah. And it's a bunch of trash I can't delete. You open it up, and you're like, help. You want to play? You're like, it's, no, go away. It's the same thing in my iPhone. It's like stocks. I'm like, get out of here, yeah, stocks. Exactly, I don't know what to do yeah. with you. Oh, the NASDAQ is up 4%. <laughs> Goodbye. Get away from me. 
Number 14, Far Cry 4 is uh, five, Far Cry 4 has been revealed and will be released in the first half of 2015 if sources talking to Eurogamer are correct. The game purportedly takes place in the Himalayas, has rideable elephants, and segues away from its tropical roots. It's reportedly coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's unclear whether it will also come to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. I fucking loved Far Cry 3, so I can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Do, who, uh... Do they just leave shit on the on at, at restaurants at Ubisoft? They just go yeah. out and just leave everything. They're the worst, right? With they, the everything they do leak. It, it's it's them and Sony. I mean, we like we knew about uh, Project Morpheus mm-hmm. except for the name, but um, depends on what you know. The Sony studios seem to be pretty tight lipped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like no, like Last of Us, Uncharted. None That's of that true. Was... That's it. But all it's all their hardware stuff. We always know mm-hmm. about. I always wondered how video game leaks happen. And then there was that one last year that Andrew Goldfarb wrote about. Do you remember where somebody like actually left something at a restaurant? Oh, oh that happens all the, the time. The iPhone yeah. was left at, at that was at a bar. Yeah, yeah. There was another one where somebody was just like, "Oh, here's the news to me." Was it Destiny? Yeah, yeah. De- we found out at Destiny because somebody left a folder at a restaurant. It's, it's well, like it was funny when the Assassin's Creed leak stuff happened. I was looking through like you know all the old stuff that mm-hmm. they, they, I forget who had a timeline up of other leaks and like somebody's like on a plane editing the Black Flag logo and like yeah. somebody saw it and took a photo. I'm like you idiot. So with <laughs> this one, actually, there was a with the new Assassin's Creed game. There was a NeoGaf thread about this guy who's like, "Guess what, you guys." I was on an airplane and it was great but there was a guy sitting next to me and he was like are you playing Assassin's Creed on your Vita and I was like yeah sure and he's like I make Assassin's Creed and I was like no way and he's like prove it and he pulled out his iPad and showed me the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed game and it takes place in Paris and it's called Unity and everyone was like bullshit you little liar (laughs) it's all true don't let these people fly That's that's the moral of the story all right, new games. Number 15. PS Vita game Ali Ali is officially being ported to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. The original Hotline Miami is coming to PlayStation 4. Lego Ninjago Ninjroids is coming to PS Vita. A remake of PS3's Hyperdimension Neptunia, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth is coming to PS Vita. Hatsune Miku Project Eve of F Second is coming to PS3 and Vita. Good lord. That's so it. for all the people who are saying they weren't AAA games, mm-hmm. don't forget about Project Mexica. Got that hotline That's Miami. It. That's all the news for yep. your Roper Report. You've left off the most important one as usual. Let me dig out number 16 here and get it up. This one was submitted by Brendan to beyond.ign.com. Judge Joe Brown has been arrested. Yeah, I saw How that. do you feel about this, Colin Moriarty? I didn't know about this. I had to look it up. Man Did you know? No. Man up. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown gained... <laughs> this is from the AP. Joe Brown gained fame by... <laughs> Metting our justice as a TV judge. Now he's the one facing charges. Brown, the star of the television show, Judge Joe Brown, and present-day political candidate, didn't know what that either, has a court hearing April 4 4 in Tennessee on his challenge of contempt of court charges handed down Monday by a Shelby County juvenile court magistrate. Brown, 66, was arrested and sentenced to five days in jail during outbursts in a child support hearing before juvenile court magistrate Judge Harold Hal Horn. Brown was later released from jail by the blah, 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 blah. Was that is that the dude who in the in the in the uh, the title for his show he's like I was raising the streets yeah it, no no no, no, no that, that, was, that, was, that was that was different different um, guy uh shit what was that guy's name I can picture him flat top yeah glasses, yeah. yeah goatee who's yeah. Joe, who's Joe Brown uh, Joe Brown's he's like an, an old, yeah he's like an older he's an black old, guy he's uh-huh. an older guy he's much more stern so he got unruly in the court yeah and yeah, then the, he the, got Judge Mathis is who you're talking about Judge Mathis yeah he's a good man the cool thing about Joe Brown though in this article they interview him about it like oh you know would you would you if you could do it again would you not be an outburst like no I do it every time it was outrageous and yeah I'm like yeah wow that's awesome Judge Joe Brown you got it yeah Judge Joe Brown you know doesn't get a lot of credit a lot of you know FaceTime with a lot of people uh but when greg and i were at comic-con new york comic-con like down to three or four years ago we were watching it for some reason mm-hmm. and uh we might have been drunk i don't really remember no. and uh 
and it, but like the commercials for it were all like man up judge joe brown <laughs> yeah. were you were, like, were so- you drunk in the morning because they don't show that show at night yeah, it might have been like two in the afternoon okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what would happen if one night like uh some major network television just pulled all of its important shows off and just put only like the tv morning judges i wish the- i wish i can go home at like nine at night and watch maury and dr phil and show oh, like i that. know i'll oh, be the best i know judge judy's still on that late but I like the I like daytime TV, man. That's when it's it's fucking, good. what's it's great a about cesspool. it. It's it's bad television, but it's great because you know you're not anywhere else. You're not at school and you're not at work. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what's on. It takes yeah. you back all the time. Yeah. To being sick and and it's all everything. Everything you watch is about. Uh, they're they're all just like people being lazy, and then they go to commercial breaks, and it's like try these electric scissors, and it's like, oh, were you killed by an alligator at school? <laughs> like, no. That... You don't have to live this dead end life. <laughs> go to college now. You did you, you slip on some water at the Stop and Shop? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. that's. Steve, never happened. My favorite you show. You need an easy way out. My favorite show still is I'm daytime. Pe- Peter <laughs> Francis Geraci, and I'll represent you. It's to say, yeah, Warriors, technical colleges. Yeah. Uh, well, and what was it? Commercials. Now, like, was it 1-800-Lawyers we had on the East Coast growing yeah. up, or was this very dark background, and this dude came out of nowhere with like a mustache? <laughs> He's like, have you been injured in a court of law? <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Where'd this haunted man come from? Yeah. this crazy, like, uh, what, he looked like uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> <laughs> the best show still, if anyone watches daytime TV or, or is home sick or whatever, uh, Steve Wilkos show is the fucking oh my God. best. The best. Steve Wilkos was the, the, he the was bodyguard the on, guard. on, yeah, on, yeah, on, on Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer. Oh my God, and now he has right. his own show. Where it's been like, going for years. Yeah, and a lot of it is basically, uh, most of the episodes are about if people abuse their kids. Mm-hmm. So like he has like the mom on think like she finds her baby with like bruises. Then the man who thinks he like you know he thinks did it comes on and he goes to sit down in the chair and then Steve says he can't sit down so he take they take the chair away and then <laughs> and then for forty minutes this guy's just standing on the stage and uh, why does he, he doesn't let him sit down? Yeah yeah no he won't let You're him sit hit down. You're gonna get a kid. You don't get to sit. <laughs> and, the then, and then everyone's like Steve. Steve. Wow. And I was like holy shit this show is fucking awesome. I used to love when he would just like he would have to like. He'd come to work and they'd be like, you got to fight a clown today. And yeah. A, and right. a dwarf because she's cheating on him with the, the guy that works at Medieval Times. Dude, Springer was, Springer was the best. Yeah. Like, it, I haven't watched it in years, but, like, my favorite was, like, when they would have... It was morning wrestling. Yeah, it was... But, like, I love, like, the ones where they have the feasts. You know what I'm talking about? Like, where they'd have people eating. Oh, it was right, like, right, right, it was right, like, right, right. And it's like they put all of this food on the... And it's like, oh, come on. You know like, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, like, yeah. it's so good. It's exactly. So good. It was just like the King's Court in, on WWE. Like, they, they set up the whole thing. It would be, like, this beautiful table and a nice chair. And he had his robe and everything. You'd be like, this is going to shit. <laughs> you know who I was thinking about the other day was Richard Bay. Remember him? Yeah. I, I don't remember him. him. I don't remember him. He was on in, like, the mid early mid nineties. <laughs> So very kind of similar. It wasn't quite as bad as Springer. It was more like Sally Jesse. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Sally Jesse kept it. I mean, she kept the. She, she was right in the middle of it. She kept the lid on the stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What was the guy? I, I can't remember the name for some reason. Phil Donahue. No, the guy. It was like Phil Donahue, but the right wing guy that was on oh, in, the late, in the late 80s. There's a documentary yeah, 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 on Netflix yeah, yeah, about yeah. him. That's um, how I remember. I know what you're talking it's about. It's awesome. What the, oh shit! What the hell is? This? I'm gonna look it up. Over. All right. While you do that, I'm gonna go to the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of upcoming software on all three platforms by the, or PlayStation software by all three platforms by the editors. No, those good. Dun, 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 dun. PlayStation Four gets Dynasty Warriors Eight, digital and retail. <laughs> I'm reading Collins Chicken Scratch. PS4 gets Fez Digital. PS3 gets Blaze Blue. Final Phantasm. Anna Banana Phantasm Retail. Anna Banana Phantasm Retail, that's right. Caleb's yeah, that's... Big Game. Oh, uh, Cabela's <laughs> Big Game Hunter Pro Hunts re- Retail and Digital. 
Deception 4 Blood Ties, Retail and Digital, Dynasty Warriors 8X, Digital and Retail, Fez, Digital, The Witch, and The Hundred Knight. And then it looks at the bottom we got TNN Motorsports, Hardcore, TR, PS1 Classic, okay. Vita's gets Destiny of Spirits, Digital, Dynasty Warriors 8X, Digital and Retail, Fez, Digital. My handwriting's all right. It's not terrible. You just, you know, you're uh, you're like, you're one of those guys who kind of merge cursive in printing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like your Cabela's, it could all, that could be cursive almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the and way. Especially Anna Mamana, but Anna, but down there. Morton Downey Jr. is who we're That's thinking about. That's who it was. You remember I Morton? thought that was one of the Koopa kids. The, no, the Koopa kid was named after him. Really? Yeah. Morton Downey Jr. was, you, you remember him because he was on only in New York for like a while until he like went national. He was like the fucking crazy dude that would smoke cigarettes on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, and like the, he would like yell at his guests and like the crowd would go crazy. Oh, God, There's a I documentary called Evocator that just was released on Netflix. It's about him and it's awesome. You like should totally watch it. The guy's a, I remember that show like when I was really young. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that show um, and I shouldn't have been watching it. It was uh-huh. on like nine on like WPIX yep. or something like that. One of those channels. And, I don't even think it exists anymore. Yeah, like, no, like channel the, 11. The WB11. Yeah, WB11, man. <laughs> You's got it. <laughs> Topic of the week, Colin. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to get through this. No, nah, there's going to be spoilers for Infamous 1, 2, and now Second Son a little bit. Not that much Second Son, I don't think. I think we can get around without spoiling Second Son. And let's be clear, by the way, there today should go up in audio and video form the Infamous Second Son spoiler cast that we recorded last week. I'll probably week. flip that. I bet the video goes up today, audio go live tomorrow. Okay. That way I can keep it spread well, we'll out. We'll put that as a podcast, Beyonce. So you can yeah, there is it. a pod. Yeah, exactly. There's an hour-long Infamous Second Son spoiler cast coming your way. A lot of people. Have been in case you're wondering why we haven't talked about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But topic of the week here is pitting... The heroes against each other. Parker writes and it says beyond. 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 Greg, Colin, and rotating third chair. Hi. That's you, Brian O'Donnell. Uh, infamous Second Son is out. Embargo lifted, and the spoiler cast is about to be live. Now is time for the question on the mind of every infamous fan. Who would win in a fight, Cole or Delson? Thanks as always, Parker. <sighs> Need jerk reaction. I'm saying Cole. Now, really? I, I know. I know the problem here, of course, is this is where we start to spoil Second Son a little bit. Delson touches you, he gets your power. Delson has multiple powers, right? Right. Cole, from if he's alive, from Infamous 2, would have three powers at his disposal. Or maybe just two, I guess, depending on how you played or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he's ice and fire, or whatever the fuck, oil, whatever they called that at the time. And then his electricity. I think Cole has overcome greater obstacles than Delson. I think he's a more refined hero. He's been through a lot. He fights the beast and takes him down, theoretically. Sure. Huh? You know what I mean? Sure. I think he knows he's he's willing to make the tough choices. I think you strip powers away entirely, it's definitely Cole. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. he's just a tougher dude. Sure. Just in general. He yeah. just looks like a guy that could kick Delson's ass. Delson right. looks like a guy in like the fourth row at a ska concert. Sure. Um, but you throw in the powers, Delson's got him beat easily. Like Delson can turn invisible. He can fly in a – like actually fly in a much more fundamental way. Like Cole needs to ride the, the train lines everywhere. Sure. Really get he's got that glide. I mean, we're not uh, racing. They're not racing. They're duking it out. Right. But, I mean, okay. So, uh, but that you can change scenarios like that, right? Like, they could fly up on a roof and then throw one of them off the roof. The other one's got to glide Nobody down. Nobody gets hurt by fall damage. What if you put rocks in his legs? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that hurts. Yeah. And a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, it, this is the whole thing. You're playing it by on paper. Mm-hmm. On paper, the beast just squashed Cole in two seconds. Just okay. stepped on him. It's over. But Cole overcame. <sighs> I think also Cole has a better supporting cast of stronger people to help him. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, you, yeah, think, you think yeah. the, the, the wussy kid with the computers, Eugene, is going to be able to take down Nyx? No way. Uh, Quo? No way. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, Eugene turns into that, like, giant lion monster. Sure. So that's the thing. 
Yeah, that helps. But you know, Delson's- I, I just feel like Delson's powers in general are stronger and more varied. And he's got more. To- They're more varied for sure. Yeah, like it's not just like fire and ice. Like that's kind of there's not a lot there. Sure. Like uh, with video, you're like shooting these spears down, and yeah. and and neon. You're like first. I think he has an advantage at night just with neon, and he can slow down well, time, yeah, super- shoot his legs, hit him, stun him, kill him, whatever he needs to do. But Cole can tr- move at the speed of electricity. Just zap zap around. Call on. Does electricity work on rocks? Where are you coming down? Because you, because Dalsim can become a rock, a giant bolt. No, rock can't conduct electricity. So, this, uh, is, this is a classic rock true. paper scissors thing we might end up. We learned this from Pokemon, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and Battle Beasts. I don't really have. Yes, I don't really have <laughs> an opinion on this other than to say we could have found out an infamous second son, but we didn't. Yeah. Well, then and we would have. Where that, I stand. That's how it would have happened. Yeah, but we could have still found out if Cole well, ever no. appeared at all in the game. Well, yeah. Would have been nice. But why would they fight? Hmm. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, why? Why not? Why wasn't Cole in the game? But if you're okay, so here, here's the thing. Then, if if Cole was in that game and they fought, you would have beaten Cole probably because yeah. the game's about Delson. Yeah, exactly. It's not about or Cole. maybe not. Or maybe Cole died. Maybe you Cole knock beat each other Delson. out and then realize you're friends. That's always that cheap uh, out. For a video but that's game. like you know when Spider Man fights the Hulk. Like it's not like no one ever actually dies or you know. Sure. Well, there, this, this is the problem with pitting fictional people against each other. Is right. There's no way to ever get a real answer. Yeah. I think both. I think I think both arguments hold weight. Okay. But think of it this way, even. Let's say they did fight. And to go more into my theory of him winning, mm-hmm. Delson grabs Cole to get electricity. And then he's got to go get the, the little power couplings or whatever around the city. He's screwed. He can't he's not, he's not that, that screwed because Eugene apparently in, in the last battle in Infamous Second Son was just like, I'll be right back. I found like 12 true. of them. True, true, he true. starts true. throwing them through the windows and right. you're grabbing them. And you're, Good point. You know. Good point. So they're, they're apparently – there's a warehouse full of them in mm-hmm. Seattle. Sure. That's where they are. It's very convenient. So it's pretty easy to find them there. But I agree. He can steal the powers, but he's useless without actually being able to do anything with them because he steals basically level one powers, which is nothing. Yeah. And he's got that – you know, he's got to get that up to 10, get that skill tree all Of course, out. if it's raining, as it does in Seattle, Cole's screwed. Right. So there you go. And that's Delson's not. No. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Delson hmm. can fall in water, but he doesn't do anything in it. <laughs> he's he so juvenile, I think, though. That's his thing. He's so young. He's so green. Cole's seen so much horrible things. That's, and he's got that, the amp, which is way better than a chain. I See, so this is where I agree with you, because like, at their base, these characters, it's totally Cole. Like, he, yeah. he, he wipes the floor with Delson, because he's just a punk kid at a Scott, at a Scott concert. But throwing the powers, and I think, it, I, I think Delson has a win. Okay. And Colin, you're staying out. You're abstaining since you didn't get to see it happen in the video game. Yeah, I'm just more bitter that Cole is in an infamous second son. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the comments who you think would win between Cole and Delson. Brian and I are deadlocked. Sure. Even though I think he, he makes great points. Sure. You want to talk some more infamous, Colin? I don't know. Not too much. I mean, we have the spoiler cast, so. Yeah, but I wouldn't ask. Here we go. David <laughs> writes in. He says Beyond. 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 I just finished my platinum run of Infamous Second Son, and I loved it. I've been a huge fan of Infamous as a series as a whole. But this one in particular, the good or evil moral choice system, felt pretty antiquated. What are your thoughts on game game developers using a binary moral choice system like those in Infamous or Mass Effect? In my opinion, the moral choice system used by Infamous or others isn't good for games because it actually hurts players who want to make some good and some bad choices. Right. Uh, that's that's always a tough one for me because I don't I don't think like I want to play completely as good cop or bad cop. Right. Like there are some games where I'm like like in Infamous I'm like well yeah that guy should die or you know maybe uh, he should live but I want to be mostly good because I don't want to especially spoilers like the I, I watched the the video for the ending of Infamous yeah on evil, evil. and it's horrifying it's awesome. like why would you do that yeah. yeah it's great if you're evil yeah but me I'm like man that's that seemed like a lot of things to do in, in a little argument with your grandmother well this is the problem with giving 
Betty. bonuses yeah. or different powers to everything. And I feel like pretty much from the get-go, right, if you just, if it's going to be your evil or good playthrough, you should basically, and it sucks, but make one choice and then just see how they play out. Yeah. Because it almost takes a little bit more out of it when you're like three-fourths of the way through and it's like, should you corrupt Eugene or save you? And I'm like, well, I've made how many other choices to get this thing on my back to get my – I'm not going to change now. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I feel like it's it's in place to sort of uh, pad – the the amount of time it takes you to play a game 100% um and sometimes that that's a good and sometimes it's an artificial padding i think yeah. um i actually prefer a game where i can just sort of just play through from start to finish without having to worry about this stuff so i'm sort of with him on that uh, cuz when i finished it i didn't really want to go back and like question all my decisions that i made the first time sure. just to see some new cutscenes yeah so and i think with like the the f- the furthering of like YouTube and stuff like that, like it's easy for me to just be like, oh, how right. did that end? I'm gonna go yeah. check that out. Yeah. So all of that is lost on me in terms of padding the game to double the length, so I don't trade it in, Mister Consumer or whatever. Uh, so I think it's pointless. I think just let me just give me one vision as a as a narrative and right. as storytellers of your game. Give me one vision and let me see it from start to finish, kind of like I did with The Last of Us. You right. Know? Good point. Yeah, There's uh, that was the thing we always talk about, right? Like, not we're going to spoil too much, but The Last of Us, you get to this thing where I was waiting for a choice to pop up. Yeah. And it didn't pop up. And I was like, that's crazy. I can't believe it, but I respect that choice. Like, it would have taken away to do that. And like, yep. there's two cannons now in The Last of Us, and which is the real one? Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Colin? Where do you come down on all this? You're a big Fallout fan, especially Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, talk about Fallout New Vegas is perfect. Go ahead that, and tell with that with that because Fallout New Vegas is gray. It's not it's not black and white, and you don't know if the choices you're making are good and ba- or bad. In fact, the choices you make you think are good are actually bad in the game uh, ultimately, and it changes like it actually has material change in the outcome of the game and what you yeah. do in the game. I still think the way um, Obsidian had handled New Vegas is probably the best I've ever seen choices in a game, um, and the ramifications of those choices, and the fact that you can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a hard. This is a hard, you know, infamous. Uh, infamous has never been about choice to me. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like it's it's in there, but it's not what it's about. Yeah, um, and that's what is always weird when people get hung up on this and bring it up in discussion is the fact that I guess for me, I never look at infamous that way. I never look at it as I want to mix and match my choices. I, I know I'm gonna platinum it. I want to see both sides sure. and see how he changes or the story changes. And that was one of the a little bit of a letdown I felt this time around, right? Like. In Infamous Two and in Infamous One, when you started becoming evil, right, you started looking like a vampire, and like you're, yeah. you, you looked yeah. way different. Here, it's like, no, I got a red sweatshirt under my vest, and my, you know, logo is different. It's like, oh, okay, but like it would have been cooler to see you like really give in to being like a Sith or whatever. Sure, yeah, you do at the end. But we're all sort of downplaying this, right? Idiot. But I mean, like the Sucker Punch made it so one of the endings to Infamous Two was like the real ending. not gray. Like it right. was very canon. It was very, you know, uh, so. I'd like to see them kind of wane off of that a little bit, and game game uh, game developers in general just kind of stay away from that. Yeah, I'd like to see them do something else now. Yeah, I don't even really want another infamous game from them. You know, it, it, it's cool if another studio does it, uses the engine, and just makes a different game. But Bring I want to see. Vita. I want to see what else they what else they they can do. Sure. Yeah. Bring me that Zeke card game. They're a pretty versatile studio. <laughs> you know, like yeah, Sly Cooper is de- very different than Infamous, and like I, yeah. I mean, there's there's shades of you know open worldness or whatever in Sly Cooper, which finds its way into Infamous, but they're different games. Um, they both have parkour elements and stuff, but I'd like to see what the logical you know next evolution of them is. Um, probably a third person game of some sort, but you know, Infamous is great, but I think another studio can probably do it at this point, especially because this like the tech is there and the story is just not that good anymore. Sure. Like, so, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, Travis writes in, 
to beyond at IGN.com. It says beyond. 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 When I was still in high school, I worked at a movie theater. One day after finishing Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes, I caught my buddy and my usher buddy huddled around the screen watching a trailer for the new Metal Gear game Snake Eater. It was a 15-minute video that would forever change my world and begin my Metal Gear Solid addiction. I asked him how he found the video, and he replied, IGN. I didn't have a computer or internet access at home, so after that, whenever I did get my hands on a computer, the first website I always went to was IGN. Occasionally, there are some really fascinating articles on IGN, some that might take you away from your reality and give you that same feeling my coworkers and I got from discussing Metal Gear, which totally lived up to the hype. Podcast Beyond does that for me every week. IGN continues to be my source of video game-related news and all-around boredom cure, so my question for you is, what moment defines IGN to you? Wow. Uh, my, my, uh, again, I, wow. I, I get the question, so I have time to think. Mine sure. is the first time I ever watched video on the internet. And it was, and this ties in up at noon tomorrow. Don't spoil it when you see Chris Jericho. But it was that I had been there for Chris Jericho's debut at WWF at the time, right? He'd come out, done this whole thing. It happened in Chicago. I was in the audience. It blew mm-hmm. me away, made me a Jericho fan from the get go. And with, I can't remember the time frame anymore, but like, Within a few weeks, I was in maybe even days because I think it was it was crazy. They announced that you know THQ had obviously it was taking. I already knew that THQ was making the next WWF game. Yeah. And then like days, like two days after Jericho debuted, they had the entrance video for him coming out in the game. And IGN was we used to do it where they'd run down everybody's entrance day by day. And so they had Jericho all set to go. And they flipped that switch. And I remember watching it on IGN and being like, "What? How <laughs> am I watching this video game? How did they make it so quickly? And what is IGN really? You know, what I mean, yeah. that was the first time." where it wasn't like I just went to different sites and message boards. It was like this thing, I'm coming back every day now to see these videos because this is crazy that Mm -hmm. I'm in the library on this new cable internet thing and I'm actually getting to watch these crazy videos. That's awesome. Man, I don't don't know if mine is – because I'm the same thing as this guy and same thing as you were. I I mean I grew up reading IGN. I read it all the time. Like the first time I ever met Fran, I was like – and I I never get geeked out around celebrities or guests we have up at noon. The first time I met Fran, I was like, you're Fran Mirabella. He was like, (laughs) I'm like two years older than you. You have great hair. Um, But I I, I used to sneak into the library at school and and pull up IGN. Right, because that was the best internet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and I'd read reviews and I'd go home and I'd save money and I'd I'd buy – Game Boy Color games, and I'd, I'd read Craig Harris's stuff on IGN Pocket, and I'd be like, I need to get you know Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and I gotta buy you know uh, Super Mario uh, Deluxe Two or whatever the fuck it was, all these things. But uh, what what really did it for me? And this was I I got the job at IGN, and I came here, and it wasn't even my first day. I came to San Francisco for the first time, and uh, I was brought into the building, and it was just sort of like, hey, hang, we all have meetings, but hang out for the day because this is what your day is gonna be like. You know, when you start in a, yeah. few, in a few weeks. Um, and I walked in and it was 9 o'clock in the morning. And by 11 o'clock in the morning, I was like sensory overload. Like I'd seen everywhere I looked in the building, there was like giant statues of my favorite video game characters. And I met Anthony Gallegos and he was like, hey, I'm Anthony. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm playing uh, Punch-Out for the Wii. And I'm like, that game's not out for like two months. <laughs> and he's like, here, play. And I was like, holy crap. And uh, Will Tuttle, who was my boss at the time, came over and he was like, um, is there anything else we can do for you? And I was like, you can take me back to my hotel. <laughs> and he was like, why? And I'm like, because I, I'm not – nothing's going to top, like, everything I've had. Just walking room to room, meeting Jessica Chobot, uh, seeing everyone playing games. I think I, met, I think I met you for the first time. And I was just like, this is – I'm not going to top this. This was two hours. I need to just go home and kind of decompress and think about how awesome this, that my, my life is now. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Colin, what's your IGN moment? What does that mean to you? I don't know. It's been like a, it was a long road for me, right? And like yeah. I think I always think about the beginning and and you know I wrote on Game Facts for a long time when I was a kid and just did it for fun and there was like no ulterior ulterior motive. I can't speak. Yeah. So what I was doing, I just liked to do it. Like I would literally spend like just tons of time like writing stuff for Game Facts. Like I loved it. It was just fun. I had a good community of people there. Some of them I still talk to. Um, but that was like 14, 15, 16 years old, and I'll never forget. Like around the time I turned eighteen, I was at in Boston at the time, my first year there, um, got an email from Stephen Ng and Chris Carl that mm-hmm. they wanted me to write strategy guides for them, two hundred dollars a pop, which is like nothing. But <laughs> I was uh, like so stoked that they wanted to pay me for that. I wrote, ended up writing ninety four of them, um, and uh, you know, you know, like kind of just. I was really blessed to have people that were very patient with me, you know, like uh, Chris Carl, especially who I owe everything to. Um, because I begged him to like come out and like just like give me a chance and like do all these things, and he flew me, you know, they, you know, flew out in 2003 for a little while and stayed with Fran on his couch. That's when he lived with Sin and Ivan Sulich, yeah. um, the two offices ago. So like an <laughs> office that like virtually no one here has ever seen except for a few of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on Bayshore Boulevard. Um, like near the McDonald's, like by Cow Palace, um, it was a cool time. Like, like I, I got a taste of like what it really was. And then the next year, I lived out here for a summer. That was 2004. I lived here for a summer. I slept with on Mark Ryan's floor and Chris Carl's blow up mattress in his apartment in the sunset, and just made it happen. And I just kind of feel like I'm IGN to me is like proof that you can make cool things happen in your own life, or whatever. Like I really chased it and I got it. You know, like. That's why I always tell people, like, it's hard to do things that are cool and, like, hard to, like, get into an industry like this. But you can do it. I did it. And the tools, like, were not as versatile as they were today. Like, I got noticed from text documents. You know, like, there was no YouTube in 2004. Uh, There was no podcasts in 2004. Like, so, like, to me, it's just, like, about that journey. And, like, when I graduated college in 2007 and I was offered a job here, like, I didn't necessarily applied to, for the job they were just like there's an opening and we would like to offer it to you basically and i was like this is fucking amazing like <laughs> i just graduated college in may and in june i got the job offer and in july i lived in san francisco so like it wasn't and this was like when the you know 2007 was when the market was starting to come undone a little bit and you know i was a poor college kid and just came out here like i, they, I remember they were saying like i got the job offer in like mid-june and they were like so like when do you want to start you want to start in august or september or whatever i'm like i'll be there in july and they're, they're like, I was like, what is the soonest I can start? And they were like, it was like June, it was like July 16th or whatever. I'm like, all right, July 16th. And, and I went on Craigslist. I found a place to live. I like did all these things, borrowed money from my parents to move out here. They wow. came out with me. It was like within two and a half weeks. And then I like lived here and that was it. Holy and I just crap. left Boston. I haven't gone back to Boston since. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So to me, it's about that journey. Um, you know, not one specific moment, but this whole lineage, sure. my first E3 in 2004, like all these just cool opportunities. The cool thing, my first review, my first preview, like just all the cool opportunities I got. The first time I met Inafune when I was 19 years old, like there's a lot of cool things. And so that, that no matter like where I end up in the future in terms of like where my life goes, like I owe like a, an incredible amount to this place and specifically to the people. And that's why I'm so loyal to the IGN is because of the opportunities they afforded me that they didn't have to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am like a super brand loyalist. And it's been, God, so 2002, September or October 2002 is when I wrote my first strategy guide for IGN. Wow. So it's been, my connection to the site is almost 12 years. Holy crap. You know, yeah. like continuous 12 years. And an editor for seven. So, yeah. yeah. Well said. Hmm. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond episode 335. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, we post the show usually every Tuesday as an MP3. Wednesday, you get a video on the PlayStation 4 app, IGN.com, YouTube, etc., etc. Remember, keep up with us. Follow us all is on Twitter. A, is that a... Is that a uh... That's Willy Charlie Wonka. Charlie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, keep up with us on Twitter, at IGN is IGN. Of course, go to IGN.com, read the articles, watch the videos, keep these mics on. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. The birthday broy. The Damn birthday broy. Bro- birthday broy. I always come apart at the very end for some reason. You, did, you were bit. doing really no, good. I hate you think too much when you speak these yeah. things. I really don't think I think enough. That's the problem with most of no, Just let say. it slide off. You like think a... you're going to fuck it up. No. Yeah. I don't even think about that it. That happened for a year with Andrew Goldfarb. Well, that's true. The Goldfarb thing was the, the birthday boy, Brian Altano. Hi. Agent Bizzle. Thank you. Everybody go give him a listen. Oh, I'm, somebody else had said in there that they liked Misanthrope a lot, so everybody should go Thank to misanthrope.com. It's free. I have a free album called Misanthrope at misanthropealbum.com. Go enjoy it. Every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today, it comes from Craig. He says, Beyond. 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 I'm from Glasgow, Scotland. And I'm traveling California just now. I'll be stopping by American Sub Shop, Greg. Don't worry. My band is called Black Lights, and we have an EP coming out in June slash July of this year. You can find us on Facebook slash SoundCloud, and he says Black Lights. He spells on SoundCloud Black Lights with two S's, but I'm guessing that's a typo. Mm-hmm. So just find Black, uh, black Lights. Uh, this song is the first song from the EP, and it's called The Machine. If you email blacklightsloud at live.com, blacklights loud at live.com i'll send you the track for free keep up the good work fellas looking forward to hearing more of your stuff craig it's our pleasure to play the machine from black lights ladies and gentlemen send it beyond their way and on your day beyond beyond beyond
Hi, how are you? I'm up good. How are you? Up at noon. Beyond. Uh, 